sales can be incredibly tough. If I told you, get on the phone now, call five people now, could you do it? Would you go away and ponder it? Would you know where to start? Would you know who to call? Or would you go back home and think, I've got to call five people, wonder how to start, and then do nothing till the next week? Sales is not easy. It's this big thing. I know I should be selling. I know I should be doing. Where do you even start? How do you break it down? How do you get going? Well, that is the subject of today's podcast. So join Christina and I as we break down how to actually start selling. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So welcome back to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. Uh, Back with me is Christina from Fresh Print Media. Hello. You know you can't wave when it's a podcast, Christina. Right. I mean, I can. (laughs) It won't do anyone any good. (laughs) Um, Welcome back to the show. Uh, You messaged me yesterday saying, can we put back the show for a week And can we record it? And I persuaded you that we would uh, record anyway for 10 minutes um, because not everything goes smoothly in life. So what happened? Why did you want to put it back a week? And it's funny because I knew you would do that. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, Alan will want to record this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I asked to put it back a week because we last time set the homework and... I said, okay, great. I have two weeks to do this homework. And then come Wednesday or yesterday, not sure, like a day or two before I go, oh, wow, I haven't done it. And, you know, it's kind of doing homework is more of a process. It's not just a, oh, check, you know, do that thing, cross out T, dot, dot, I, check it off. Um, There's more to it than just that. So, you know, in your day before and you haven't done any of it, I was like, oh, Especially when it's sales homework, that's the kind of thing that needs to happen like each day rather than something you tick it off, like edit one web page, done, ticked, done. Sales is this like long-term process that never goes away. And it's calls, so I have to do those within a certain time frame. I can't just do them in the middle of the night or schedule an email. So yes, like, I've got Alan tomorrow. Let me ring everyone now. It's 10 p.m. Uh, it doesn't yeah. quite work that way. Um, so what? tell me what happened. Was there a reason why it got sort of pushed back towards the end of the period or what happened? I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's because I didn't have a plan for execution. I just had a due date and I said, oh, that's so long, so much time. That's two weeks. I'll definitely get it done by then. But I never made a plan for execution and broke it down into days and assigned myself what day I would work on what bit. And so then all of a sudden that time that looked like a really long amount of time was just over and I hadn't done any of it. (laughs) I'm currently feeling like that with the year. It's the 29th of 24th of September. And I'm thinking it's nearly October. How did that happen? Uh, No one knows. It's a mystery. (laughs) It's a mystery, this, and it goes faster so every fast. year. Well, well after last, last year, year moved which very took a slow, bit, so. Yeah, <laughs> very slowly. So one of the keys to making things done is knowing exactly what the next step is and when we're going to do it. 
And one of the reasons things get caught up, sometimes there's something on the the list that's like a nebulous make sales calls. And make sales calls is a really tough one because you're like, okay, you look at that and you go, yes, I must make sales calls. But it doesn't say call Dave. It doesn't say ring X company, or maybe it is even the step before, which is do the research. It doesn't say any of that. It just says make sales calls, and then it doesn't happen. So sometimes things get caught up because we haven't quite got to exactly what it is. So do you remember what the homework was for last time? I did write it down and type it up. Um, So it was more of the Brian Tracy emails, the Shet Holmes book, and reach out. Number one was reach out to 10 people, and number two is start calling email people. Reach out to 10 people, start calling and emailing people. Uh, then we had- uh, start calling the, the people I've been emailing. So the I called them the e- the, the email people, which is uh, the people I have already been emailing, sent out to call them. And we had the Chet Holmes book and some more of the Brian Tracy stuff. So I guess the question, let's start with the reach out to 10 people. Uh, Did you have any idea who those 10 people were? I think I did when we were talking, um, and then I'm remembering what it was. I think they were people that either liked the campaigns they've done and wanted to ask them those open-ended questions, just even for kind of research and information gathering, or people that I would be able to collaborate with in some way, that what I do would help what they do. I love that. So do you have any idea of who that would be, like specific names? Yes. I was thinking um, for the collaboration part, uh, maybe more independent, like social media managers, marketing managers. Cool. Do you know any of those that are in your head that you should start with, could start with? I do not. So what's the next action? Is it going to be like Fiverr collaboration calls and Fiverr client type calls or... That's a good idea, yeah. Cool. What's the next step on the collaboration calls? Find the people. And how do you do that? On Google. Okay, so we're going to, what are we Googling for? I look for social media managers. Social media managers, or what are the companies called that manage your social media? Social media management companies. Perfect. (laughs) We can Google that. You know when you have a moment where your brain doesn't quite work? Um, Social media management companies. So I think actually that might be a great place to start is let's Google the social media managers, social media management companies, find some of the local ones and then give them a ring. But now you've got an actual next action, which is go to Google and type in X. And this always happens with things that end up on a to-do list is are they actually a next action or are they kind of this, oh, I should do that. Like make sales calls is not a next action unless you know exactly the name of the person you're calling, their phone number, and why you're ringing. If you don't know that, it's not the next action. So when when I was working with you last time, I should have done a better job at drilling down to what are we actually going to do? But sometimes I get excited and go, let's make 10 sales calls, which is very exciting, but then we don't actually get to what it is. So now we have a very clear next action. And for those of you who are listening, if this was your homework from last time, which was do 10 sales calls, which actually asked everyone listening, call some people. 
I'm interested to know, did you have the same experience as Christina, that you were excited and then didn't do it because we hadn't quite grilled down to what it was? If that's the case, this is what you need to do as well. Who exactly are you calling? What are you searching for? And then we can get going. We've got collaboration calls, the client type calls. Who do you want to ring there? Is it existing clients, clients you haven't worked with for a year or so? Is it... Um, I thought it was going to be more prospective clients. Cool. So it's prospective clients. Uh, are these people that you have already worked with? Or, I mean, what I meant by that was already called or emailed. I think they're people that I've already emailed, but I haven't called at all yet. Okay, cool. People you've already emailed. So do you have a list of those? Yes. I have a spreadsheet. So which because I know you had the different lists. You had like the kombucha drinks list and you had the mm-hmm. fancy lemonade list and the other list. Which which of the lists are you going to do this for? I think I'll probably start with kombucha because it's recent, but I just recently kind of went through the whole series of seven emails. So I'll probably call the people that I have not heard back from. So how are you feeling about that one as an action? Is that clear of what to do? Yeah, I have our open-ended questions. Um I might want, I think I'm going to flush those out again. I want to, one of the things I want to do is take the back of the book by Chris Voss has like kind of um, a step-by-step, like here's like a question, here's how to like phrase it for the thing you're talking about. So I want to go through there and like write out those questions, like make them pertinent to the topic. And I want to make those. So that's like maybe one day I, I do that part of it. Perfect. And is that enough? Um, well, since I think we're going to do a week, I feel like that is enough. Okay, cool. So there it is. And for those of you listening, like it's actually really useful to do this for yourself each week, is to go through and go, okay, what are my projects? What's the next action? What specifically am I going to do about it? Like who actually am I going to ring? So never have, like make 10 sales calls, have... I'm going to ring the seven people on my kombucha list. I'm going to call Dave, Jeff, Jane, Freddie and Francis or whoever it is. You've got names, you've got clear actions. Then when you sit down to do it on the next Monday or whenever it is you're doing those things, you can actually just do it. Because the challenge comes is when you get there and you look at your list, you just end up picking something that's easy because you know how to do it which I do all the time and I try to avoid. But I look down my list and I just hold my head in my hands and go, go, but I don't have the (laughs) energy to do that thinking then. But if you've done the thinking up front for who specifically is it, what actually am I going to do? Even if you're low energy when you start, it makes it really easy to follow through because it just says, call this person. You're like, okay, I can do that. And you pick up the phone, you dial the number, and by the time it's ringing, you're like, well, okay. It's too late. I've just got to speak to them now. Just going to happen. Um, And that's part of setting ourselves up for success. Uh, So I'm really glad we got to do this, Christina. And what I think we should do is just come back in a week time and see if it actually happened or not. Yeah. And then after we get off this, before I act on anything, I'm actually going to go through my calendar for the next week and just block out specific times with like great, these specific steps. Perfect. And when you actually get to it, you'll find that calling five or 10 people goes very quickly because most of the time you'll just be leaving voicemails and 
the calls, you can rifle through those numbers very fast when you actually get to it. Most of the effort is in the prep, uh, which is really quite fascinating. So if we can get the prep done and then you just do it, you will find it goes so quickly. Um, so you don't need that much time for those blocks. You just need to find a small space and start. And it's unbelievably how quick it happens. The hardest part for all of us is starting. That's always the way is just making that first call. It's like it's a monumental thing. Just make the first call. Then when you make one, you're like, oh, that was easy. I just left a voicemail and it took 90 seconds. I'll do five more. <laughs> yeah. But the first one, get to the first one. You build it up. You're like, oh, they're fine. I do exactly the same thing. I have a bunch of photos to sort from my phone because my phone is full. And I actually quite enjoy it when I get to it. But I never get to it because I'm like, oh, there's so many thousands of photos. Whereas if I just start, it's quite good fun and I enjoy it. But you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, and you put it off. And it's just getting that first one done, which Katie and I were talking about in our lives this morning as well. Or you can lie to yourself and say, oh, when I get this new phone, I'm going to maintain it as I go. And that never happens. <laughs> it Personal never happens. Experience. I've learned that one. Um, yeah. I've just got to the fact that every six months or a year or so, I'll sort my photos out and I'll organize them and put them on a backup and then move on. So we have a plan. Is there anything else you need before next week, Christina? No, that's that's what I needed. I needed a plan. <laughs> Excellent. So magically, in the middle of this podcast, Christina and I are signing off now. And within two seconds, we will be back with next week's part. Magically, one week has now disappeared since we last spoke. What happened, Christina? What went on? Because last time we spoke, we struggled with defining the homework, breaking it down, but then we did it and you've had a week to have a go. Did anything happen? Did you die? Did you survive? So I'm here, so I didn't die. So that's something. <laughs> um, so obviously uh, the last bit when we talked, we made a plan. Um, so I kind of broke that down, I think on... I didn't break it down so much Friday. I did. I don't know if I did anything. I might've done something. I don't remember, but Monday and maybe Friday, I looked up companies that, you know, we said like either companies or social media managers that you want to potentially partner with that you could like, you know, what I provide could accentuate what they provide. So I did look up some companies. I actually had a whole list, but I said, okay, slow down, just focus on like the first five. Um, Perfect. Because I think sometimes I overdo it, and then that it, then it's overwhelming, and I stop. So I said, okay, <laughs> focus on these first five, and then Tuesday I worked on finding any additional information on them. Most of them I had like some sort of email or phone number from their websites because they actually are a lot more because they want people to reach out to them, so they yeah, seem they to have the info yeah a lot more readily available. Um, but I did some more deep diving on Tuesday, uh, just about the individuals, like things they might be into, uh, their stories. Like one lady, I watched an interview that she did and tried to like gain more insight on the individual people and also comb their website a little more to understand. Some of them said they offer photography and video, but if you look at like their employees on LinkedIn and everything, they don't seem to have anyone that actually does that. Um, and then some of, and some of them were kind of like, it was just like a little side thing. So, you know, it's like, they're like, oh, if you need it, we'll find someone and make it happen. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. 
So I did try to do more of a deep dive to see if it's something that that they provide or contract it from outside or, you know, getting that intel. And then today I went ahead and called them. Whoa. Yeah. So I called those five, plus I called another four from my um, kombucha thing. The reason I called four and not five is uh, I added a bunch of people on LinkedIn yesterday, so I didn't want to also call them immediately the next day. So I went from the people that I hadn't added and that I had phone numbers for. And one of them I'd already actually, we've been in contact. And then the others, I didn't have phone numbers for yet. So I just went with the ones I had the numbers for. Amazing round of applause, success. You did the stuff. That's that's the celebrated bit is do the actions, do the actions, and then the results come as we go. How did the calls go? And this is part of the sales process is going, okay, I've done 10 calls. What happened? What did they say? Where are we? All those things. My expectation is you made nine calls, you left eight voicemails, um, and that was about it. That's my expectation. But I'm interested to see what actually happened. It's actually better than that. So that's good. No. <laughs> so I left uh, six voicemails, I think. So one I called, they said, oh, she's over at the, the office. Everything's at, at this other location. So that was good to know. Good insight. Um, ended up leaving a voicemail at the other location. Second one left a voicemail. The third one, I called someone answered. And I said, oh, I'm looking for this person. Well, I couldn't find them in the directory. It was one of those like dialed by yeah. the first name and it, nothing was coming up. So I went to like the redirects and someone picked up and she's actually in accounting, but she's like, oh yeah, she actually left us the marketing head of marketing person. So ah. she's like, I asked her like, you know, do you guys, do you happen to know if you hire from outside for this need or do you have in-house? She's like, oh, we hire from outside. Um, you send me your portfolio and I'll send it to the the correct person who's covering, you know, in marketing for the moment. So cool. um, I'm going to send stuff over there. Perfect. Just uh, did they give you an actual name for the person covering marketing or they, did they say, we'll send it to the right person and like dodge the name stuff? No, they just said they'd send it to the right person. I could probably okay. figure it out from LinkedIn. I assume. Yeah. As a, a top tip for next time, um, just mm-hmm. just so I know who you're sending it to so that I don't have to bother you again. <laughs> okay. Can you say who you're forwarding it to? And most of the times they'll tell you. Sometimes they'll be weird and they'll just say, nope, we'll get back to you if we want you. But it's worth asking the question because then you've actually got the name of the person. That's yeah. excellent though because you've, you've spoken to someone, you've opened it, and they're expecting your email. Awesome. Yeah. So, and then fourth one, voicemail. Um, and then we get into the companies that I was calling, which were mostly some sort of marketing approach. So the first one, I left a voicemail for her. The second one, he was in a meeting. His assistant said to send my work to the email, but I'll probably try calling again at some point. I mean, I can email and then call again. But Yes, definitely. Um, I do both. And then the third one, I actually talked to the owner, actually answered, and he said that he's looking for a product photographer. He's got some projects coming up that are food and beverage. He's looking for someone that has some sort of experience. And I said, well, that's, that's, that's me. what I specialize in. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I got his personal email and he wants me to no send a portfolio way. over. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So that's good news. You seem very chilled about this. <laughs> well, it was a couple hours ago, so. Yeah. You found an opportunity. That's so cool. Yeah. And like, if we keep going at this and we keep making different calls, you'll find more opportunities and more opportunities. And like, if you find five where they say, oh yeah, I'm looking to send the thing over, then that'll turn into three proposals and that'll turn into one deal. And it's that you have to like find opportunities for it to go the through. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the numbers. What's this guy's first name? So we just have a name for him to know who it is. Omid. So we've got Omid, who's a kombucha co- No, he's not a kombucha company. No, no, he's in marketing. Okay, he has so a marketing company. Omid from the marketing company. So you're going to send him over your portfolio. Are you going to wait politely afterwards for him to get back to you? That question makes me feel that I am not going to wait patiently. <laughs> I should send it and the next day call and follow up and say, hey, I sent the thing. Yeah, what maybe leave thoughts? it like two days or something. Okay. But yeah, like I sent my portfolio over. I'm really keen. Uh, what's the next step in uh, doing one of these projects for you so I can show you what I can do? Because I think what happens is in normal people, and this is me as well, like send the thing over and then you're a bit like, well, I don't want to pester them. I don't want to follow up too quickly. I don't want to seem too keen. Like, well, you do want to seem keen. You want them to know you want to do the work. And what normally happens is like, I don't want to be too keen. A week passes, a week and a half passes. And then you kind of think, well, I ought to follow up, but I've left it a week. I've left it a week and a half. That's okay. I'll ring them or I'll send an email. You send an email and they go, oh yeah, we got really busy. And then I just picked someone and made it happen last week. And yeah. it just, it misses you by. And I think it's the person, it's like the recency bias. It's the person who's most recently contacted them is the one they're going to follow up with and do it. So you are in his mind now and you yeah. can send the thing, follow up and we can stay on top of it. We can talk to him about when does he need it doing? What's the product? Ask him questions, get to know him. Yeah, I would follow up in like send the email and then like call him the day, two days later and just get straight on it. Let's do this. You found an opportunity. This is brilliant. Exciting. And, and I didn't uh, die. And you didn't die. That's always a bonus. Were you afraid of death on the phone? I mean, not literally, but I, it's just such a fear. It helps. Like as you get into it, you do a few and you're like, okay, well, that's done. And then then you just kind of keep rolling. But starting off is very difficult. Yeah, it's making that first call. It's doing the first one. And then after you've done the first one and left a voicemail and you've done the second one and left a voicemail, you're like, okay, this isn't too bad. I can leave voicemails. And then after four or five, someone answers. And then you're like, oh, wasn't expecting this. Thought I was going to leave a voicemail, but I'll talk to them anyway. And then it goes okay. And you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad either. And then it kind of just, it becomes easier and easier. Yeah. I did kind of work out this morning. I wrote like myself a bit of a script for different scenarios and put all the questions we talked about like on one document. So I can just, once I make sure I know who I'm calling, what company they work for, I can like flip to that tab and then not be like, uh, what, you know, and someone picks up and you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I've forgotten who I am. Um, yeah. so did you get an opportunity to ask Omed any of the questions? 
Um, my main question I had asked him that he responded to was if they handle that in house or if they hire from outside. And it seemed like he's like most, he said that most of his clients kind of come with stuff already, but he does have some stuff coming up where they're going to need images. So perfect. So that's kind of like a purely functional yes, no, are you the right person? Which is a good opening yeah. question because then they can disqualify themselves. <laughs> Or yeah. they can qualify themselves in very quickly, as in, yes, sometimes we do. Or, oh, actually, now you mention it, yes, we've got one coming up, which is like the best answer that we could possibly get. Cool. And I guess the next call with him after he's seen the portfolio is the time to ask a few more of those questions and dive in a bit deeper. Yeah. This is sales, Christina. You're doing mm. it. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> The other thing I was going to say to you is it's this recency thing as well. Like for yeah. the next week, you will remember this wasn't too bad and you'll be able to do it again. If you leave it two weeks, it's almost as if it's too long and then you're back to going, oh no, I don't want to do this at all. So like yeah. the quicker you can do the next four or five calls, the better. Uh, and then just keep it rolling and keep it going and we'll find more opportunities. You'll get more energy. And if we keep doing this, all sorts of leads, introductions and different things are going to come to you. And the magic is in the volume of the sales activity that we do to find people. What advice would Brian Tracy for you have for you right now? What do you think he would say? Having watched a couple of his videos, what do you think he would say to you right now? He would say that I need to keep doing it and that I need to keep following up and calling people and, and learning about, well, that's why I spent the time researching these people is because he talked about like getting to know and on his video. He was like, he's like, Oh, you know, learn about them, learn about their hobbies, their likes, their dislikes, what they're into. And he's like, I'm sure he's like, cause he's a hundred years old. Right. So he's probably <laughs> like, he's like kids these days. He's like, he's like, how do you find out about them? Google. And he's probably like laughing because he's probably like when I was 17, I had to go. I don't even know what they would do. I don't know, microfilm at the library. <laughs> he'd probably he's just like, turn up and ask them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you stupid people. You have Google. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much easier than my day. Yeah. Yeah. He is definitely getting on a bit. But his content is just spot on. He is fantastic. So overall, how are you feeling about the sales process that we've started to get into? We've started to research. We've started to learn about sales. We're making the phone calls. We're implementing. We found an opportunity. Like We've come a long way. How are you feeling overall about what you're learning about sales? Overall, I'm feeling positive. I, um, I feel it was easier to make these calls because I went in a lot more prepared. Yes. I think along the way I've had this whole fantasy of like, Oh, I'll, you know, it's like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. It's like, yeah, I have a thing. I can do the thing. I have a website. It's out there. Like where are they at? You know? And, and then you go, okay, well now you have to like go out and reach out to people. So you kind of want to just be like, Google the person or company on the internet. Oh, this is the person they should find. They should, they should hire you. It's a one-to-one. -one. Everything's going to be great. 
and here's all their contact info. And you just say, hi, person, here's my stuff one time. And they're like, oh, perfect. Great. Done. And, you know, it's like a very quick process. But the reality of it is, is you have to be committed to like constantly like looking for people, learning about them, researching, putting in the time to find the actual contact info, following up, throwing emails into the void. Like, it's definitely a more <laughs> because you want to just like you say, oh, I do this creative thing. I want to just go do a create. I just want to do what I enjoy. But to get paid for it, you have to like really commit to this like process and then keep doing it, you know. So I yes. think it's just accepting that it's not a quick and easy thing where you can just like look up someone in on the Internet without spending a little more research time and energy. Then the exciting thing that happens over the time is you'll start doing the sales calls, you'll win a client, and you'll keep doing sales calls, and then a couple more will come. And if we do a good job and we hold on to these clients, they will have regular work for you. Then after yeah. a period of doing it, it kind of builds up, and then you've got a whole rotor of exciting clients you do regular work for. And after a period of time, you won't have to do as many calls because you will already have a bunch of existing clients from this work, but it's the legwork. It's the hard yeah. work to get it going over the period of time. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. I don't think a lot of, I don't think, uh, I don't think enough people actually do sales for their own business. Like I don't know anyone that does this. <laughs> what do they do then? Just sit around waiting for it to come to and them. Maybe that's why they're not making a lot. And the most successful businesses are the ones that have got sales down and it's part of their regular process. It's what they do. They sell stuff. And the thing I always say to people is you don't get to do what you love until you've sold it. Like you can, but it's a hobby. Yeah. You only to, to paid to do it when you sell it. And the more you sell, you'll find great clients. You'll find people you love working with. One of my favorite clients I ever worked with was Microsoft. Uh, I used to run presentation skills, PowerPoint, and like charisma or gravitas or presence workshops. And I loved doing them. They had super smart people. They were intimate workshops with six people over two days. I got paid really well. They were a great client and I found them and I stayed working with them for 10 years. I did 10 years of worker shops with them. They were a fabulous client. But I did a huge amount of work to find them. And then once I got them, I held on to them and they were like my base that I build my business from. Then I added another client and another client and it gradually expanded into something that was very sustainable and earned good money. But it was finding that one really great client that I loved and yeah. they're out there waiting for you. God, it sounds like a dating show now, doesn't it? They're out there <laughs> waiting for you, Christina. We've just got to find, find them. Find the one. <laughs> well, we find that first big clients, the one that you love working for, they love working for. Then you're going around telling everyone else, oh yes, when I did this project for them and when I did this for them. And suddenly it's really easy to have these conversations and find the next client. That's the plan. That's what yeah, we're going to do. I did it. I know you can. You're way more charming than I am. I don't know about that. <laughs> you you're are. very personal. You are. So for everyone listening to this, like what I would love you to take away from this episode is sales is a process, or if you're American, sales is a process. And we need to do the work each week in emailing, calling, 
outreach and connecting with people. And if you're not getting the sales you want, the question is, are you doing the activity that leads to the sales you need? And we just need to do it every single week. So if Christina can continue to make 10 calls a week, maybe it's 15. If she feels frisky one week, it's 15 calls. She's feeling excited. Um, But if we do that every single week, and let's say from 10 calls, she finds one possible opportunity each week, that's 52 opportunities in a year. That might lead to 40 proposals or, and it might lead to 20 clients. And if it leads to 20, maybe it's 15 clients. That's huge. That's like a number of clients that you've got a really good business starting to build. And it just keeps going from there. And the fascinating thing is once you get one, they start to talk to other people. They have recommendations. It starts to grow from there. And I always remember one of my favorite calls I ever got uh, was from a lady that worked at Pepsi. And she rung up and said, hello, I'm from Pepsi. I got your details from Microsoft. We were chatting about who they use for courses. Well, this is the coolest call ever. And I won a deal to work at Pepsi. I didn't work for it. They came to me. Well, I did work for it because I did a lot of work (laughs) to land Microsoft. But that work then flourished further. And that's what will happen as we get going to this. But it's like the compounding of your effort over the weeks builds and builds and builds and builds until we have the clients we want. The business is flying. We just need to do the daily activity that leads to the business you want. Christina, uh, based on the fact you haven't died yet, what is your learning from this that you could share with the people listening? And what would you say to them about making sales calls and learning sales? I would say break it down into smaller actionable steps. Um, Like I did one day finding the contacts, spend a day doing some research, LinkedIn, Google um, about the company and about the individuals. And then, you know, write yourself a script. Like all those things made me feel really prepared and helped me actually day of make the calls. And then keep doing it. Repeat. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> starting tomorrow, I'm going to block out an hour to work on the next chunk. And then I'll just block out you know, that time every day and keep at it. And then we'll keep at it. We'll keep working towards the clients we want. So that's the plan. So what are you committing to for the next week or so, Christina, until we speak again? I am committing to um, doing another round. So starting tomorrow, I'll work on, you know, finding the info and contact for the next ones. And then the following day, I'll, you know, do more research on them. And then probably next week during the business week, business days, I'll then make that next round of calls and then repeat that. Perfect. I'm just going to put it on my calendar, like an hour each day minimum. Excellent. And the people you've left voicemails for this time, they are not dead. They're not disappeared. Like keep them in your mind and ring the ones you left voicemails for next week, as well as the new ones. And you're going to have the same thing. How long did it take you to make these calls today? Uh, I can tell you exactly because I put timestamps on because I kept notes. Uh, It took 23, 24 minutes. 
That is phenomenal. Yeah. So 24, I know you had to do the research first, yeah. but the actual calls tend to be the quicker bit because you leave a bunch yeah. of voicemails. You speak to one or two people quickly. Next week, you could spend the hour doing it and make 15, 20 calls and you're making huge progress on it. The closing message to everyone listening on this is sales is a process and what we need to do is get good at doing the daily activities. Finding the leads, finding the people, making the phone calls, sending the emails, contacting them. And if we do that, the actions we take each day will compound on top of each other and lead to the business we're looking for, or at least a jolly good education along the way. So that's what we need to do is take action, make the calls and get going with this stuff. Go out there, stop listening to me and call the clients you actually want. The only way you win the business you want is by ringing them. Good luck. Make it happen. Hello, Rebels. I have something big to share with you today. Uh, you all know my debt story with my dad and the debt he put my family in. If you don't, listen to episode two of season three with Christian Bryce from Millennial Revolution, where they interview me about losing the family home and the debt story. And this debt story has inspired the Rebel Business School, the Rebel Finance School, and me being on a mission to help people make money without going into debt, because debt can have a huge negative effect on people. And we've experienced this through the Rebel Finance School over the last couple of years of running it. We were shocked at one family we helped through it that had a 50% interest rate. Yes, you heard that right. 50% interest rate on some of their loans in an overdraft. That's crazy. Like we worked out if it was set to minimum payments, they would never pay it off. I mean, that's financial slavery and this should not happen. I know people have to take responsibility too. They took that debt on, they bought stuff, and we all have to take responsibility and not take on that debt. But the financial industry, they should bear some of the responsibility too, and it should not happen. So I want to ban advertising of high interest rate, and I'm defining high interest as above 12%. And those of you who know about this stuff know credit cards are averaging 19 to 24 at the moment. So this would affect all of those and all the different companies. I want to ban high interest rate loan advertising because it's just bad for people. It's bad for families. It's bad for us. It's financial slavery. We put cigarettes behind screens. We've stopped cigarettes being advertised because they're bad for your health. Why aren't we doing the same with the finance industry and controlling them, pushing this debt on people? You've got shops that offer credit cards on their desks. You've got pay now, pay later schemes. You've got payday loans. You've got Amazon, who every time you buy something now, offer you their own credit card and they move the no button every time. I mean, this stuff should be illegal. They literally move the no button. So you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Otherwise, they auto sign you up for a 20% something interest credit card. This is crazy. These companies hire the smartest people in the world to make money out of you. They do this by dressing up debt as finance and pay buy now, pay later and take control of your payments and all these nice terms to make us feel like we're getting a good deal. Whereas actually, they're just putting us into debt and making money out of us. I think they're destroying your financial future and the people 
who take these loans as financial future, and they should not be allowed to get away with this. They should not be allowed to promote it. So I'm doing something about it. I've started a petition. At the moment, it's only for the UK. But if you're in the UK, you can start a petition for the government. And if you get 10,000 signatures, the government will discuss your proposal. And I have proposed that we ban high interest rate advertising, advertising of high interest rate loans and debt. It's just wrong. And if we get over 100,000 signatures, it will be discussed in the UK Parliament. And they said there's a chance we'll be asked to go up there and talk about it. So if you're in the UK, please will you sign it for me and help me tackle the debt epidemic that's happening. And it's getting even worse in the cost of living crisis that's going on at the moment. All you have to do is go to alandonagan.com forward slash debt. And there is a link to the petition. Petition does not have an easy to remember link. So I've created that page to get you there. Just go to alandonagan.com forward slash debt. If you're in the UK, please help me by signing it now. If you're in the USA, please tell all of your UK-ish friends. I don't know what the plural is for UK people, um, but please tell anyone in the UK to help us. And we're working to ban the advertising of all loans and debt above 12% plus base rate. This is going to affect most credit card companies and a huge swathe of the financial industry. This predatory lending has to be stopped and it's gotten worse with the cost of living crisis. So please help me make the banks, the finance companies, take responsibility for what they're doing. I would love you to help me sign the petition and let's get this heard. Let's get this predatory lending ended. All you need to do is go to alandonagan.com forward slash debt, sign the petition, share it and help me get it out there. And let's stop debt having such a negative effect on us. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a rebel. And thanks for helping me to change the world just a little bit more positively. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.